video every week because I absolutely think it's hilarious. And I might be the only one in the room that thinks it's funny, but we're playing it every week, so get used to it. All right, um, we finished up with the worship series last week, and we're going to start. I honestly don't know how long this thing's going to be. It could be a four-week series. It could be a six-week series. It just depends on how long it takes me to get through um, what I want to talk to you guys about. So uh, FCS this morning, we went through a little bit of it, and you guys kind of got a little preview on where we're going to head out of this. That's right, out of Bob. So this series is going to be titled Going Yahweh, and the point of it is your intention doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't really matter what you want to do when you grow up. It doesn't really matter what you want to do when you get out of school. It doesn't really matter where you want to college. It doesn't really matter where you want to go on vacation. Your intention doesn't make any difference. It's your direction that's going to determine whether or not you're going to get there. Who's going on spring break? Who's going somewhere for spring break? Where are you going, Bree? Tennessee. All right. New York. We'll do, we'll do New York because it's a further drive. All right, so you, what are you going for? Coral thing? Band. Band? All right, so the band's going to load up and go to New York for spring break. So they all meet at the high school, and they load all the stuff on the vans and all the stuff on the buses, and Bailey and Kayla get everybody together, all the, all the people that are in FCS, and they get together and they pray, and they pray for traveling mercies and get everybody to get there safe and everybody to be okay. And they get on the bus, and they go to Louisville, and they get on I-65, and they head toward Nashville. Are they ever going to get to New York? Are they ever going to get to New York? Well, they're going the wrong direction. It doesn't matter what they intended to do. What matters is that they got on the highway headed the wrong direction because your intent doesn't matter. It's the decisions that you make and the little things that you do every day in your life it determines the direction that you're going to go. Because it's, God, it's God's world, it's God's rules. One of the things from God's world and God's rules is direction determines destination. If I take a ball, when we were doing the, the tug-of-war stuff, if we took a ball and rolled it, rolled it across the floor and I sent it rolling that direction, that's where it's going to go because that's where I started it. That's the direction I started it in. That determines where it's headed. If I wanted it to go over here, I should have turned around and rolled it that direction. Because where I intended for it to go doesn't make any difference. What happens is I set that on a path that took it in a certain direction. Your life is exactly the same way. The direction that you're headed determines where your destination is going to be. Anybody in here want to be a nurse? We got any nurses out of the bunch? Okay. Um, I asked this question. I, I subbed at the middle school uh, Monday, and I asked this question sub in the middle school Monday, and because of the setting that I was in, somebody said, I want to be a nurse. And I asked them, what's your eighth grade science grade? And I got the answer of a D. Well, I hate to tell you, but if you want to be a nurse and you're bombing eighth grade science, you're probably not headed in the right direction. Because the little decisions and the little things that you all do every day determine where you're going to end up. Little choices have consequences. Um, Luke 16.10. One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. Um, if you lie about the little stuff, if you break the rules over the little stuff, if you cheat on the little stuff, you cut corners on the little stuff, if you will bend and break the rules to do the little things in life, I didn't quite study for the test, so I'm going to sort of kind of copy off of the guy beside me because I know most of the answers, but I don't know all the answers. 
If you'll bend the rules in that stuff, you'll bend the rules in the big stuff. And that's something that it took me a very, very, very long time to learn, is that you don't get two sets of different rules in life. You get one. And if you'll bend it in the little things, you'll bend it in the big things. Little choices have consequences. Um, We've got two examples for King David. First one is little choices have consequences. David has mercy. Um, back in the Old Testament, David was being pursued by Saul. All right, variety of reasons why, David, why, why Saul was after David, but Saul was after David. So David takes his little army out into the wilderness, and Saul comes out after him. And David is hiding in a cave in the wilderness. And he's been praying for God to deliver Saul into his hands. So David and his little merry band are hiding in a cave, and Saul and his army come riding by. And Saul decides, and I kid you not, Saul decides that he needs to go to the bathroom. So Saul goes into the cave to go to the bathroom. What the King James Version says is that Saul went into the cave to cover his feet for a rest, which means he went into the cave to drop his pants and go to the bathroom. So Saul goes into the cave and drops his pants and goes to the bathroom. While he's in there, hiding in the darkness on the edge of the caves where he can't see them, is David and his army. And while Saul is engaged, David sneaks up behind him and he cuts a piece off of his cloak. And he just sneaks back into the shadows. And he doesn't tell him. And Saul leaves, finishes his business and Saul leaves the cave and Saul's walking off and David goes out to the edge of the cave and he yells at him, hey Saul, turn around, dude. And he starts waving the piece of, of cloak at him. And he said, if I really wanted to do you harm, I'd have killed you right there. I've been praying. God delivered you into my hands. If I really wanted to do you harm, I would have done it right there. I don't really want to hurt you. There's no reason for us to have this argument. And Saul was obviously blown away by the fact that David didn't stab him while he was otherwise engaged and said, hey, you're clearly not after me. You're a good dude. You will one day be king. And that set David on a path. Saul kind of backed off and left him alone. Little decision. David could have killed him. David had been praying for Saul to be delivered to him so he could kill him. But little decisions have consequences. David's life turned on that one. All right, that's the good version. Here's the bad version. David calls in sick, all right? David was the king of Israel. David was also the king of Israel, supposed to lead the army. The army goes out to battle. David decides for whatever reason, nobody really knows why, David decides, nah, I'm good. I'm not going with them today. They're just, they're going to go out and fight by themselves. I decided I'm not a military leader anymore. I'm a politician or whatever. They're going to go fight their battle on their own. So he sends the army out, sends his officers out, sends the army out. David can't sleep. David wanders up onto the roof in the middle of the night. And if you guys have been around church a long time, you've heard this story. He walks out onto the balcony of his castle and he sees down there bathing a very, 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 very beautiful woman. And David looks upon her and says, hmm, there's a really beautiful lady. I wonder what her name is. And so he decided to send somebody out to find out what her name was. And the guy came back and he said, her name is Bathsheba and she's married to one of your officers. And he went, hmm, well, my officer is on the front lines. David made a decision to pursue a married woman. David made a decision to commit adultery. That decision, little bitty decision, well, it's a little bitty decision, that decision to not look away from her led to a whole other series of consequences that ended up having David 
commit murder, basically, sent one of his officers to the front lines so that he would die, and that's what the letter of orders that he wrote, send him to the front and leave him. Send him to the front lines and abandon him so that he'll get killed. Let him to commit murder. Had a kid out of wedlock. Child consequently died. His own kids turned their back on him. That little decision to not turn away and to choose to pursue something he shouldn't have, that little decision had gigantic consequences. So little choices have consequences. This is out of Galatians. This is uh, 6, 7, and 8, I think. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For what, whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows of, of his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, and the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Everybody's heard the you reap what you sow thing, right? There is a song. There is a song. That is extraordinarily true. Um, And the older you get, the more you realize that is extraordinarily true. If you want a... I tell you what started me kind of on this whole idea with you all. There's there's a guy named Andy Stanley that I love, and Andy Stanley's got a, a study called The Path Principle. And some of this is sort of kind of out of that, is where kind of the general theory got. I pulled most of the rest of it, all the rest of it, kind of on my own. My grandfather asked me a question. Um, when I was a junior, I think, in high school. We were sitting at lunch at my grandfather's house. We'd been farming all day. And I was dating a girl at the time who was not exactly of the best character in the world. And my grandfather asked me a question at lunch one day. He said, what kind of girl do you want to grow up to marry? And I proceeded to let loose of a list of requirements of the person that I would grow up to marry. And my grandfather, in his wisdom, put his coffee cup down and looked at me and goes, well, then what are you going out with her for? Because that's not it. And I think about that. I thought about that when I was looking through the stuff for this because he's right. I had set off on a path that was taking me to a place that I would stand up publicly and tell you I don't want to go. I don't want to go there. But I was making choices that led me there. My destination was dependent on the direction I was headed, not on what I intended. So, you guys want to get out of high school, you want to go into the workforce, you want to go to college, you want to do whatever it is, the little stuff that you do now are going to determine whether or not you can do that. Another story about me. Um, Did great. Some of you all have already taken your ACTs. Absolutely, totally killed my ACTs. Killed it, killed it, killed it, killed it. The problem is, I did not bother to pay attention or care in high school. Okay, Had a 3-0 in high school and blew my ACTs away. All right, would have went anywhere, anywhere that I wanted to go for free if I would have paid attention to high school. Had an ACT score. I had big schools, name schools. Hey, send us your transcripts. And I send them my transcripts, and I got a thank you for applying but no thank you letter because they got my ACT scores, and they wanted to talk to me. Little decisions to blow off high school because I went, eh, I got this. I know what I'm doing. What do I got to get a grade for? That little decision had tremendous impact on what I was able to do later in life. Um, I looked a while at becoming a teacher, the things that I thought I might want to teach if I was going to go down that path. I couldn't get into school to teach because I had failed those subjects in college. I couldn't go back and teach them. Now, (laughs) go figure. They didn't want a teacher that had failed something in college. What are the odds? 
Um, but the little decisions that you make will show up. This principle will show up forever in your life. All right. We talk, this is the reason that we did the tug of war. Objects in motion tend to stay in motion. It's Newton's, one of Newton's laws of physics. Okay? If something is rolling down a hill, it's going to roll down a hill. If something is moving in a certain direction, it has momentum, it's going in that direction. What? Oh, if not for the laws of physics, yeah, I'd be unstoppable. Um, the only way something changes direction, stops, and moves back in another direction is if something acts on it. It has to be pushed, it has to be pulled, it has to be stopped. Things don't just change course on their own. And the reason I tell you that is if I want to get to a certain spot in my life, all right, and I'm making little decisions that are making me do this, well, the place I want to be is over there, but I'm making little decisions that are leading me over here, and every day I make a little decision. My intention of where I want to be doesn't matter. I want to be over there, but the things I did led me to here. For me to get back to where I wanted to be, objects in motion tend to stay in motion. Something has to act on me to make me turn around and go back that direction. For some of you, that may be this place. For some of you, that may be a parent. For some of you, it may be a friend. For some of you, it may be a pastor. It may be life's circumstances. I can promise you life will bite you and turn you around in some cases when necessary. But something has to act on you to turn you around and move you back to where it was that you originally intended to go. Because your intention doesn't matter. What matters is what actions that you have taken to get you there. Where's Connor? This slide is for you, buddy. Connor's favorite word. <laughs> we had a, we had, do you remember, Roland, where's Roland at? You remember this? We had a, a video in the middle school boys group, and all the guy did, every time somebody would open their mouth, he had a sign. I had a megaphone. And every time somebody started to tell a story, and they would say something about something they'd done wrong in their life, and they'd go, well, yeah, but. And as soon as the but got out, the guy would pull the megaphone up and go, repent, and yell in their face. So that's Connor's favorite word. Repent. So you will see pointless times through Scripture. Christ, Paul, John, you will see pointless times through Scripture where people tell you, repent, turn from your sin, and go back to where you were. But the first thing you have to do is turn around. So if, you're, if your life is going somewhere that you don't want it to go, the first thing you have to do is stop and turn around and then you can come back to where you started. I've told you all this before. I will tell you guys this repeatedly for as long as you have me. The bad news about this is you don't get to go right back here and start over immediately. You've got to start over back there in the mess. I'm sorry. That's just the way the world works. You made a mess. You can still repent and turn around and come back. But guess what? You still get to deal with the mess on your way back. It doesn't work that way. You don't get to just go back and start over. So your intention doesn't matter. So, what we're going to talk about, dating, friends, particularly the dating relationship as you get older, 
is the way you're conducting yourself in your dating relationship as you are a sophomore, a junior, a senior in high school, is the way you're conducting yourself in the dating relationship in that world really indicative of what you say you believe and really indicative of the kind of person that you want to marry and the kind of person that you want to be with? Are the little decisions that you're making leading you to where you say you want to go or are they leading you somewhere else? We're going to talk about it in terms of your friends. Are you picking friends? Are the decisions of the people whose friends you're picking, are they leading you in the direction that you want to go? What about your academics? What about your schoolwork? What about all that kind of stuff? The verse we talked about out of Psalms this morning, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You've got to look at everything that we talk about through the context of when it was written and the people he was writing to. Okay? We didn't have street lights when that was written. All right? You carried a light around at night. You carried a lamp around, a lantern, a Coleman lantern. Anybody ever got one of the little hunting lanterns that you carry around? All right. They don't throw a very big light circle, do they? All right. You can see about me to you with that light. What he's saying is that God's Word is a light unto my feet, a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. And when I carry that in the darkness, it keeps me from stumbling. It keeps me from falling over things that are put in my way. It keeps me from losing my direction. And the biggest thing, because I am a big baby and I hate the dark, is it keeps me from being scared. Okay? I've told this story. I told this story in Upwards. When I was a kid, we stripped tobacco in the tobacco barn, and the house was about 100 yards away. Okay? And when I left out of the barn, there was a light on the back of the house, and I had to focus on the light on the back of the house because if I didn't watch that light, I got scared because that was too far for me to walk in the pitch black out in the middle of nowhere. It freaked me out. And if that light was not on, I did not go from the barn to the house unless somebody went with me. That's what we're talking about. And that's what we're going to do through the rest of this series is we're going to look at each of these areas of your life. Are you using Scripture? Are you using the Bible? Are you using God's Word as guideposts stepping stones, mile markers, however you want to put it, guardrails, whatever image you want to put in your head, are the decisions that you're making leading you to where you say you want to go or are they leading you in some different direction? So when you guys break up into small groups, that's what I want you guys to talk about. Talk about what it is that you want to do. I don't care which subject you all pick. I don't care if it's jobs. I don't care if it's husbands and wives. I don't care if it's college choices. I don't care what it is. When you guys break up into small groups, talk about what it is that you, that you want to do later. What do you dream about? And have a real, you don't have to have that discussion in small group. You can if you want. But certainly have it in your head because we're going to have it over the next three or four or five weeks. Start thinking about, okay, if I really want to do that, are the decisions that I'm making every day leading me there or are they taking me somewhere else? Because I can promise you where you intend to go doesn't make any difference. It's where you're headed and the decisions you make and the things you do that are going to determine where you find yourself. And what happens, and we talked about this in the small group leaders, and guys don't like to admit it because we don't like to be lost. All right? If you're driving and you're lost, you are lost a long time before you ever figure out that you're lost. By the time a man will turn around and go, I don't know where I'm at, I'm lost, their wife is in the passenger seat going, you were lost 45 minutes ago, you just didn't want to admit it to anybody. Your life is the exact same way. By the time you get to a spot and you turn around and you go, wait a minute, I'm a sophomore in college. I've only managed to pass six classes. 
I've gained 35 pounds, and I don't have a job. How did I get here? Well, you made little decisions that got you there. Okay? So when you guys break up into group, something to run by. Dream a little bit. Talk about what you want to do whenever you grow up. And start thinking about in your head or out loud, are the things you're doing on a daily basis getting you there? Are they leading you somewhere else? Uh, Donnie, you going to close us in prayer?